It's a good show. Welcome to your making it worse. We're here. We're queer. Who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer, and I'm Brent Sullivan, and I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. So for textual healing today, we're going to talk about this article that blew my mind. Oh my god, blew my mind. Yeah, I was so excited to send it to you guys. It was on Vox, um, and it was uh, not Fox. I can. But I can always boss. tell when Elliot is excited when he sends an article because he'll like he'll send it with just a just the link as if like <laughs> this stands on its own. Yeah, I don't I need any so no commentary required. I was so uh, excited. Well, I yeah. Sorry, well, explain, the explain the sure, article. Sure. Yeah. So it was an article about grinder and mental health. Yeah. And it was uh, written by this gay psychologist who psychiatrist. Uh, no psychologist. Oh, Jack sorry. Turbin. Yeah, Jack Turbin. That's he studies. That's the first time I've ever been wrong. Yeah, look at that. That's so strange. <laughs> what does that feel like? Wait, what's it about? It feels it's surreal to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, it's about well, he studies gender and sexuality, and he and he did a study, and we have always talked about years, years of this. We spent years talking about how about what uh, the, how we think that Grinder is the one of the most like depressing forces in the gay community for. A number of people who use it. And also, even if you go more general than that, just the idea that it has so much power and it pushes so many it, – it, it, it informs so much behavior. Mm-hmm. So the article is basically the idea that J- Dr. Turbin um, did this study. He did a study with a small group of um, men about Grindr and their behaviors as a result of it. Mm-hmm. So um, he found that, that uh, Grindr – leverages a psychological concept called variable ratio reinforcement in which one is rewarded for clicking at unpredictable intervals mm-hmm. which is the same thing as a slot machine so it's the most and this and uh, not to toot my own horn toot toot but i've been saying <laughs> beep, beep. this for years it's the most addictive form of uh uh of, of reinforcement and just like slot machines, and and but unlike slot machines, the stimulus is even more powerful. Exactly, because money is great, but what's even better, biologically speaking, yeah, is fucking. Well, and Turbin went on to say that uh, people often log on Dr. when they, Doctor Turbin, Turbin, when you they much, when they log on you. and they feel sad, anxious, lonely, can make those grinder can and mentally try to make those listen, feelings go away. Seventy-seven. Listen to that number. Seventy-seven percent of grinder users felt regret. Regret. Accord- By the way, using- just, to, just wait, to preface. Wait, 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 wait. Regret after using the app. Yes. It's important yeah. to note, though, he, he only interviewed 50 people. So yes. This is yeah. a small case uh, they sample felt, pool. After using the app, they felt more depressed, more anxious, and even isolated. Some experience overwhelming guilt following a sexual encounter in which no words are spoken. But also, uh, 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 but no, 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 no wait, no, listen to me. That, listen to me. I'm so excited about this fact. Yeah. That 77% was not the 50 uh, uh, tested. That was a survey of oh, yeah. two hundred thousand iPhone, iPhone users, users yeah. by Time Well Spent, which is a nonprofit yeah. focused on digital attention crises. Sorry, that's correct. Um, oh, I, so, by the way, I've had grinder hookups where no one comes. Yeah. <laughs> and Wait, and at, at this mean? point, it's like I like a, I've gone to someone's or? house and he didn't come, I didn't come, and we're like, what the fuck are we doing with our lives? I've had grinder oh. hookups where I've shown up and then was immediately turned away. Same. Yeah, which that's is. Always, uh, but think about. I mean. 
look, look I, I, I'm just what, my point is that Brent and I, in spe- specifically, we've had a conversation for years um, about the idea that there has been like there's like no studies, there's no yes. mental, there's no studies, there's no scientific research about this huge force in the community that we have found so baffling. And you know, there are sort of these there's, moments where mm-hmm. you know. I, uh, both you and I, I don't think, Alan, I don't know if you'd, you'd agree to this, but like well, you and I both feel like there are these sort of addicted wormholes that we go in with Grinder that really just wreck you. And even if they don't wreck you, the fact that it has such an effect on you in a way that no other app could, perhaps, yeah. is just magnificent. My, my well, use of Grinder, and, and Alan, you could be, uh, I mean, I, I, Alan is, is on the front lines of this. My use of Grinder is so problematic mm. and impulsive I'm impulsive, your sponsor that Alan has had to block it on my phone yes. using yeah. a password so my phone as I always say is now for 12 year olds I can't download apps <laughs> yeah. for anyone over the age of 12 and now I'm trying to remember the password I use and yeah <laughs> it's something about your mom Weef. and weirdly yeah. enough I, I use Tinder on my computer I can use Tinder completely normally yeah I'll swipe 50 people a day or so. I message sometimes. Same I skip here. a day. Yeah. When I have Grinder on my phone, just like this article says, when I feel depressed or anxious or bored or sad, yeah. I instinctively, com- compulsively go on. But what and I will say is, hours. how much of that? So if you if Grinder didn't exist, let's say, would you be spending some of that time on porn if you weren't blocking porn? Well, we were around when uh, Grindr did not exist. Footnote, I also block porn on my computer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because I got a problem with that as well. But we were uh, around before Grindr existed. And what did you do? Um, because you felt this anxiety. It, the thing is, like... Not not, it's, it's, not like this. This is... This, this ability I think it's, to... I think it's too easy to blame just one thing. Which because I think it is, is fair. It, yeah. It, it, is, it is something in your brain that is causing you to feel these things. And, and it isn't just... It isn't so much Grinder that's making you feel this. Of Grindr's course not. a catalyst for that. But, but there's something happening that, to you, chemically... That, 100%. That, that changes. And so I think it's important that we say Grinder. For many people, people use it and they're happy with it and yes. they're fine. And some people use it to even Absolutely. just communicate. Some people use it who are living in isolated areas and they want to communicate with a queer with with of queer course. people. So, like Grinder does serve a very good Absolutely. purpose in some instances. But yes, there are people for anything like good. D- there's going to be bad. But things. it feels like you never. It feels like we never hear this. Well, because it it's always like it's a lot it's a lot easier to bitch and moan about something than it is to say like, well, I like it because everyone wants to hear the person but bitching I don't, but about But I don't something. hear I don't hear this type of actual scientific psychological. Yeah, I, only hear, I only hear people bragging about success stories unless yeah. or complaining. Unless I hear so many I more go, people complaining when I go on dates because I do. I generally use Grinder for dates when it's on my phone. When I yeah. when Alan gives me a weekend, uh, <laughs> when he unblocks it for a weekend, and I'm able to use it. When I go on dates with guys, what my favorite topic is always Grinder because I'm fascinated to know what other people think, and it has blown me away. The consistency with which I've met people who have said, you're the first person, you're the third person, you're the fourth person I've ever met. Yeah. I've had it for years. I've had I've gone on dates with guys who are like, I will never meet someone on Grindr. I only use it to validate myself yeah. or my body. And it just... It, oh, my it, God. Those and, profiles. And some of, the, some of the most classically... And this isn't like... It, 
not to bring vapidity into this, but some of the most classically handsome people I've ever met are like, I feel awful when I'm on there because people say mean things. I love those guys on there who are like, this is for Scruff, but thanks for the woof, guys. Really appreciate yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> so, all the woofs. I we can't have, get back to you I all. I can't keep track of it all. Yeah. Can't keep track. Lost my messages. Um, <laughs> give the worst thing that the one that lost my messages. The you one deleted that, the app. The you didn't one lose your messages. The one that makes me want to reach through my phone and strangle somebody is when they say, "Give me a reason to delete this app." Yep. Which, in my mind, I think that's sweet. Meanwhile, no. Meanwhile, you really you're looking sweet, at their, their I do. booty. Though. I genuinely do. I think it's because so it's somebody, arrogant. I mean, what is arrogant about that? It, they're though? going. I deserve. I deserve the validation of a relationship. You're putting a lot on that. No, this <laughs> person. Let me finish. Let me finish yeah. it. I deserve the validation of a relationship. A relationship so good that I don't need this app like the rest of you. No. So give See, me a reason you're, you're to You're putting a lot of an app. inner monologue into that person's thinking when in reality he's just saying, I'm looking for a husband. I would like a reason to not use this app so that I could be in love with somebody and not need to use this app for dating or hookups or whatever. The funny like, thing is I've just found the people that write that shit are always the most difficult. Of course, yeah. They're That's always right. the well, hardest so ones to make. That is correct. In the They're study, like, hey, I'd love to give you a oh, wait, reason. Or in the story, there's a person yeah. quoted that I want, something I want to bring up uh-huh. um, that... The person says that my self-esteem now is all about. Well, what's what's sorry? It's all about my sexual ability, and I don't feel confident about myself as a partner. Now, what's in interesting about way. this guy that the, he points out is that he's 23. Yeah. So he's pointing mm-hmm. to somebody who's very you know young and like is on the younger spectrum when you're only allowed to start using Grinder at 18. This is a 23 year old yeah. who says I. I don't feel confident about myself as a partner in any other way besides sexual ability, yeah. which isn't just a thing on Grinder. It's obviously a more pervasive yeah, issue. Right. But the idea that a kid, you know, it, it has to deal with that and that this has conditioned that in him is just a it's just all kind of a continual bummer to me. Well, I mean, I also think the article also talks about how like people say, Oh, I can't meet people in person anymore yeah, and all totally. these things. And that's not so much an issue of grinder. That's no, it's more of an digital, issue of the internet. Absolutely. And, and but I also think like I mean, I, I always hate, I think it's a cheap thing to say it's because Grinder is the biggest and yeah. it's a cheap excuse to be like, that's the problem. Yeah. That's what's causing all the problems with gay people. When in reality Masculinity is causing a lot of problems with gay people. You know the. But I don't think dare he's I saying, suggest the patriarchy. Alan? <laughs> I don't think no, he's but, saying that. I think he's saying that it's just something to talk about because, again, it's he's not just saying Grinder is the problem. He's talking about sort of the digital imprint and the digital yeah. footprint that these apps now have in our lives, as they do with straight people, lesbian, you know, everybody. I, but but uh, let me just finish. Sorry. But with but with Grinder, it does have a particular culture that I think has then made its way into Scruff and Jack or whatever course, these yeah. other apps are. And he says in this in this article that I find really interesting, he just brings up a couple of ideas of the dynamics of Grindr. And he says they're so complicated that it can take time to work through all these angles. And he says, are you self-soothing, are you self-soothing anxiety? Are you addicted to sex? Have you lost interest in monogamy? Do you think you can't attain love so you're looking for hookups? Did your parents tell you being gay is wrong and you're searching for acceptance? That's it's why just I that... watch Long Island Medium. Mm-hmm. Why? why? Honestly. <laughs> for all of those reasons. For soothing, the point anxiety, being, But the point comfort. being in that idea... And just that idea alone, that there are so many questions that the app can bring up Mm -hmm. that, and again, I'm not saying the app is by all means a bad thing, but I think to our point, Brent, is that we're always like, how is there no scientific study of what this does? Well, and and that has a lot to do with homophobia. 
I don't. It, I don't. It does. So. It does. There's, studies cause money. There's a reason why this pool of people that were studied in this in this particular study is so small. Studies cause money. People have to get paid. They cause research money. And there's not a lot of money yeah. going to queer related studies well, unless it said, involves HIV well, AIDS. And he said Grinder has not. Re, I, I think he said they, they they've you know obviously done no studies. But meanwhile, you know, on the other hand, you feel like every. I mean, not from. I haven't heard of one in a while. But didn't OK Cupid make? A lot of headlines often because they were con- remember they were constantly doing studies and showing data of like yeah well they were doing internal well, there, data it wasn't really a study mm-hmm. it was there's like no numbers. doubt in my mind that Tinder Grinder every one of these apps has endless analytics yes. as to what is happening what are how much time are some people spending on it and I just on on the app how successful are they how does it how is it working blah 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 and I I wouldn't be surprised if for a minority of people. The, the minority is us, I think, Elliot. We are using it in such an unhealthy fashion. Yeah. I think everyone struggles with it much yeah. more than they say they do. Exactly. But I, I do – the people that I meet, just when I tell them how often I use it, how long I, I can I can use it for, I can use it literally all day. Mm-hmm. It's if, a time suck, and it's a real – and that's the bummer of it. It's a time suck, and when you don't get what you want, it can be crushing. You know what I've always kind of wondered about Grindr? The correlation between when Grindr was introduced and when Instagram was introduced and how both both models in terms of profiles are are in the same sort of way in, insofar as, you know, it's set up this, sat- this pattern of just sort of looking, liking, and moving on, looking, liking, and moving yeah. on. And there's not yeah. much of an you know the- interpersonal sort of relationship that you have with the user and the social engagement. And so I want, I mean, I don't know. There's no, obviously there's been no study on that, so I don't know the truth behind it. But I would be interested to see if maybe Instagram has impacted so much of how we use oh and, my God, and view everything. people yeah. on Online. So is that is that a catalyst for why Grinder is the way it is and how we use Grinder, or is it Grind? I don't know. I have a question. Did you guys know that on Tinder? Did you notice ever? Or maybe I pointed it out to you because we're friends. But did you ever notice that oh, on? We're not friends. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll rearrange everything. <laughs> but did you notice that on Tinder when you swipe left, there's a it's it's yeah. so hard to miss it. I think, but like it's a there it's like a stamp it's print a nope. the picture that says nope yeah and i remember being like that is so mean i've always found tinder very mean but and and yeah i mean i think so too but to say nope is like cruel to me yeah. and i'm like it's such a it just bums me out whenever like i hate it when someone puts like a picture of them with their mom and moms are my emotional trigger yeah and and then I have to like press. I have to swipe left, and I put like a big nope over his mom's yeah. face. I'm like, God <laughs> damn it, this sucks. Well, hopefully we can. I honestly do hope that there are more articles like this, or more yeah, conversations about shit like this, because it's so, it's such an insular and common thing, grinder yeah. for better or worse. And it's you know like, what they can do about that? They can subscribe to it. You're making it worse. A new podcast <laughs> on Starburns on Audio. Starburns Audio. <laughs> Tell your friends. <laughs> Not even joking. For our not even joking segment, we're here with our guest today, Lex, who is the webmaster. Sounds like a dated phrase. The blogmaster. He runs um, the Problem Gaze, which is an Instagram account. Instagram account. A blog. When I heard webmaster, I thought of Annie Potts from Ghostbusters. I thought of like a dragon thing. (laughs) That's what I thought too. Dragon master. The guy sitting there going, "I'm the webmaster." Yeah. Um, Yeah. Wait. So. So. Wait. Elliot still logs on to AOL to like AIM people. (laughs) (laughs) Or just put up like. 
All I, I use I just use AOL to put up emo like lyrics on my away message. <laughs> um, wait, so Lex, tell us a little bit the, about the problem gaze because um, I'm a big fan. Sure. Well, thank you. Um, I think I made it maybe a couple years ago. Um, I had a lot to say about a lot of these topics, just modern gay life, right. and uh, I didn't feel like anyone was talking about it in the ways that. I felt or the frustrations I felt so I made this page um, at first I was just talking about dating specifically um, I was trying to be a divorce lawyer actually for right. gay couples specifically that's what inspired oh, wow. the page yeah. um, so I was talking about that I was moonlighting as a gay divorce lawyer yeah, lots of three ways in that uh, industry yeah. <laughs> I, I would think so um, I decided I hated it but I wanted yeah. to stick with the page because it was doing well and yeah. then I just started talking about everything so it's a fun well you have page a very honest I was saying before, you have a very honest take on things that I find so refreshing because, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like as we're, you know, best friends for many years and, you know, we bonded through both stand-up comedy but also being gay and feeling like outliers in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways, the content that you post and the, the, the thoughts that you have are just reasonable and it seems to be presented to me in a way that's never feels, like Brent said before, bombastic. Right. They never feel like they're antagonizing or meant to... You know, get under someone's skin or like, you know, make an enemy out. It, it it's just it's not saying fuck you if you don't agree, which is so much of the of, of the world. Online media. media. Yeah, online, online in general, media, but think, gay general. specifically as well. Uh, but it's also I think, you know, very articulately. I mean you must it's be a refreshing of hot take. Uh, that's what it guys. is. A refreshing hot take. Uh, so I mean, have anyone responded in sort of a negative way? Like you've posted something, has something come to mind? Um, yeah, one thing that's definitely uh Problematic is a feature I do called the Profile Police, yeah. where um, usually people that. people send me um, screen caps, um, and I'm trying to highlight just inappropriate grinder behavior. Usually. Give me an example: uh, racist profiles. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. Well, there was one you posted that was so funny because I don't know if it was you or the guy. Guy messaged me out right. of nowhere. I had never sent him a message. Right, and when you send him a, a picture of yourself, he said, "No, not my taste, man," or something, or just like. Yeah, so my picture did not load. He messaged me on a gray profile based on stats. I do have a picture. Uh Um, So he messaged me. He said, hey, man, you're looking good. Do you have a picture? I can't see yours. He sent me two of his pictures with his tribal tattoo and his great body. (laughs) And then before I even got a chance to say anything, my picture loaded, and he said, hey, the picture loaded. Sorry, you are definitely Definitely not my type. Yeah, there you go. Definitely. definitely. I never even spoke to him. (laughs) See, now this brings up something that Elliot and the three of us have talked about a lot over the years about how we communicate, and this is what kind of what the segment's about, rejection, how we communicate rejection and how we deal with that. And for me, in situations like that, like if I was in that situation with, if I was the guy, the other guy, I would probably block you Hmm. No, I mean, it's instantly. Like, as soon as... So there would be no communication. And sure... So if you're, you're the rejector... If I'm the rejector, I've yes. always thought, like, I'm not going to say to someone, sorry, you're not my type, because I feel like that... Right. I don't want to hear well, that. Let's also mm. let's also explain that we're talking about grinder, which is a common theme. Right? Or just, it doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be grinder. It can be scruff. It, 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 it can be... No, but, but... In bars? But, so, I wonder, because Brent, you guys were with me, when we were younger, especially in, in my 20s, when the three of us would go out... I would literally be shaking from the idea of approaching somebody at a bar. Shaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Allen would always like laugh because it was like, what's, why not? Because well, we do- were drunk. No, no, you weren't. <laughs> I, Brandon was, was always able to very casually approach somebody. Yeah. I was, For what it's worth, Elliot, I was very drunk, but yes, okay, continue. Okay. <laughs> we both drank a lot. Yeah, I guess then. that's true. <laughs> but I was always terrified of rejection. And I find it to be so much more um, visceral 
online mm-hmm. because I couldn't deal with it in real life. So even at a gay bar, I would literally be trembling. Now on Grinder, if somebody says something like that, Alan will block them. I want to well, grab my, t- go through the phone screen with my hand, oh, take man. the face. Well, Elliot and I are very punitive, and okay. I like, for instance, I consider myself something of an online Batman in that I, <laughs> whenever I feel like I have been, whenever I've witnessed a misdeed or I've been mis- mistreated, I will generally use catfish profiles to essentially do the same thing to that person. Wow, same. Uh, yeah, we, we, we've done that a lot, but wow. it's just, but it's also, it's just one of these things where. Online, it's so easy. I feel like my feelings are hurt so, so much faster much and well, faster. I think online. I think that's for, to me that's what's always been fascinating. So well, you know, Elliot and I have a disagreement in that. Like, if someone says, if someone messages you and they don't, if they don't write back, mm-hmm. he gets furious that they didn't say like, "Oh, I'm not interested" or "Sorry, you're not my type." Mm-hmm. And and I think it's actually rude to even do that. I think block and move on. That way, there's no communication and no right. harm, no foul. Oh, and you guys have very different I wanna, styles. What's your like? What's your style? How do you deal with Rejection. Okay, uh, depends on the app. So Grinder, I just think you can't take seriously either way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't be hurt by it. I mean, people are going to do what they're going to do on Grinder. If we're talking about Tinder or something where people have put more time into their profile and yeah. it's uh-huh. known that they're looking for something more serious, then yep. I think you should probably take the time to say um, to do some sort of proper polite rejection, especially mm-hmm. if you've been talking for a little bit and vibing and it's just gone the wrong way, just like saying something mm-hmm. nice or just saying that this is not going to work either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like you- what you, oh, I was going to say, I like what you, you posted about rejection recently and sort of posted a guide to like how to, how to behave. And it's very simple, you know, the idea of just being kind and honest to one another, keeping it moving so you can find what ultimately is meant for you. Um, but but also you know re- you said although rejection sucks in the moment it is also positive it opens you up to the opportunity to meet a person that is actually good for you I think that which is, is H so... Allen's <laughs> mo yeah and the opposite of a Brent I think which is <laughs> want to shoot the person oh no I think I'm completely in your camp yeah. I think I think it is something rejection I mean I've been rejected on so many levels for my body for my work for my writing sure. for like all kinds of things and and me too it sucks and it sucks but it also like i think has made me in like the relationship i'm in now has made me sort of a really sound minded person i know more mm-hmm. of myself and i know i don't take so many things so seriously I, I think it shapes who i am in a relationship and i don't think i'd have that without having been rejected in the past you know that's very positive mm-hmm. that's beautiful thank you yeah. <laughs> wow. that said it sucks to be rejected and there uh, are certain nice ways and you, right. you wrote out a very good list thank you well it's interesting <laughs> because i know when elliot when i started i was actually a late adapter of grinder and so when i started using it elliot would it, it's strange my tastes have evolved at first Elliot mm. really would always say I, I hate being ignored and uh, when I get a message from someone that I don't like I will give them the line thank you for the message although I don't think it's, I don't think it's a match happy hunting see I hate that. always say I always and say I the always, same thing I always loved that and then like a year in I fucking turned and I started because I would get that occasionally from someone and it was it felt even though I know that it was coming from a good place, it felt more pointed, and mm. I felt my healing, my feelings were more hurt, weirdly, mm. ironically, by by that than yeah. if I was just ignored. Lex, does that hmm. would that? Yeah, I'm I, I'm not. I, I do feel that. I feel it's a polite thing to do, and it leads with kindness. What do you What do you think about that? 
What? Uh, how do you feel when somebody, if and when somebody says something polite, like, not you know, it's not for me, but best of luck. Or in yeah. my head, something uh, shitty. Right, right, right. <laughs> it, it could hurt. Honestly, I think it depends where the uh, receiver is at in their dating process. So. If you're on these apps, you have multiple balls rolling. So you have like 20 people that you're talking to. And if you're vibing with one or two of those people and going on dates, you're not really worried about the other 18. So in that sense, if Mm -hmm. number 17 is telling me, hey, happy hunting, I'm I'm like, okay, bye. But if I'm in a mode where I have no leads Mm -hmm. and I'm really trying to get that one or two that I want to go on dates on. And if one of those people says, you're not really my type, it's going to hurt more that day because I don't have any leads. So there's something I I, I definitely want to ask you about so I mean your your Instagram account and, and sort of the things that you talk about a lot of it I think when I, when I was reading over it a lot of it comes from this sort of new way of communicating that LGBT people kind of have because of I think grinder and scruff and it's sort of we've created a sexualized language where people have become almost disposable um, and no I don't know about that. <laughs> and like to what impact do you think that is happening and then uh, how do you think can we move on beyond it like what because you're ultimately trying to put things out there put good into the internet saying this is more this is a nuanced answer to what you're probably experiencing so maybe go in this direction like Mm -hmm. well how can we move beyond it i think honestly having conversations about it what inspires me a lot about my page is like grinder came up in this very recent generation so we're mm-hmm. just experiencing the effects of this as mm-hmm. you guys were talking about on the last segment um so i put myself in you know seven years ago in college just like figuring it out and i have this amazing tool like a drug to get me close to these you know gay men so i would like to speak to that generation experiencing that rush that first rush of grinder now mm-hmm. and kind of inform them on how it can impact you and basically have those conversations of, you know, like there's an end to this. You're going to be hurt because of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, these things can be great. Explore more of that. Uh, be responsible with this. Um, everything from safe sex to relationships. Um, I didn't have a guide back then uh, and yeah. it was really scary because I had no one to talk to about it. So I hope and I know from the messages I receive that like these conversations are working and people are That's really great. Thinking. So people are reaching out to you for, on your yeah. Instagram account. Yes. And really you can see in the comments that people, especially young people, really respond and seem to be aware of this positivity in a way that that I have just um, was so struck by when I found it. It's so special and important. And again, it's not even it's not whitewashed. It's not silly. It's not you know. It's not it's not silly. It's not empty. It's real and visceral and tangible advice and thoughts mm-hmm. and questions. And that to me is like the most important part of it. Yeah. And let me say this. I, I get messages from guys who are not out sure. and actually yeah. not comfortable to follow my page so they don't get tracked. But they tell me that they're reading this post or that post and it, you know, impacted them in this way. And that means so much that because I could put myself in those shoes before I was out. Like, yeah. I would be afraid to follow this page or, you know, yeah. so yeah. it's just like definitely the Internet is so powerful. Has anyone ever <laughs> reached out and uh talked about how they're a big fan of me, for instance. Right. Uh, that's that's all the time. Has reached out and asked about Brent Sullivan? Now, now yeah. moving forward, you can say, I met Brent. I, I have an autograph. He autographed the an papers for the podcast. An, an <laughs> the envelope. papers. Um, Where, I mean, do you, do you find that, like... The people reaching out to you, especially the ones who are in the closet, where are they at in their lives? Like, how old are they? Are they younger? Are they older? Like, what what sort of demographic is reaching out to you? 
Um, I would say they're on the younger side of the spectrum, maybe like late teens. Mm. I get early teens as well, up to their early 20s. Um, yeah. I love the comments from um, older men who came out later in life who are now out and sharing their experience with, like, you know, 20 years ago, yeah. I would have done this that way or this way. And I think for young readers to read those comments, I, I feel like there's a lot of action in my comments. Like, I enjoy it yeah, more than the post. Really, yeah. <laughs> so, wait, so we yeah. haven't talked about... Uh, dissent, though. And I do feel like the gay community is very good at dissent. Uh, and so you haven't brought that up. Maybe it isn't a significant, that doesn't play a significant role in this online persona. But, like, do you get a lot of gay people who are angry at you or pissed or just re- just reacting, very reactionary to what you're saying and doing? Times that come to mind, absolutely. Like, it's not going to go all my way. I'm lucky that it's overwhelmingly positive, but I get feedback and it teaches me. So when I get feedback and I'm called out on something, here's one example. Um, If I'm talking about safe sex and HIV and things like that, sometimes in my posts I've come across as having an HIV bias, and that's something that I would not be able to know. Um, And I can't. Can you explain that? um, I'm trying to. I basically, I had some sort of warning about safe sex and HIV and then I included an, an example that I had heard of this guy whose roommate was HIV positive and basically having sex with people and not telling them that he was HIV positive. So I brought up that example mm-hmm. and one of my followers several of them actually pointed out that that is kind of um, HIV fear mongering which I completely understand now. So it's like that type of dissent and those types of comments mm-hmm. um, help me alter the way I message things. Um, And then especially at those times, I have those people work with me and write more posts or blog posts and contribute so they could get their It also kind of speaks to in some way, you know, we're all learning and things are changing and moving so fast. And you were saying even just in the seven years, you know, in your time that you you you've seen things change in the way people's attitudes have changed. And even over the course of Grindr and like how what the way we communicated or the way we said things five years ago is very different even today and and our view on how we should be looking at them and I think that's I think we need more of that instead of saying nope you're wrong and yelling about it we can say like well this is a teaching moment an Oprah moment this is a teaching moment like we can have a communication about that I'm just curious how are you supposed to talk about someone who is having sex who who is HIV positive having sex and not telling people because I don't think there's, I mean, there isn't just one way, but I think the general consensus now is that, you know, there's a lot of science that says, like, if someone is, has, you know, is taking their medication and is undetectable, the the chances of transmitting anything is going to be very small. Sure. And so, you know, in what, in what capacity do you always need to, and, and there's also a lot of laws on the books in many states that criminalize people who don't come out and say that they're HIV positive, oftentimes imprisoning people of color, um, queer people of color. And so, you know, there's 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 ramifications with, that come with sort of forcing people to reveal their status when there's no danger posed with what yeah. they're doing. Sure, sure that I mean, I think those laws were were passed when there was there was more of a danger posed. Well, there there's well they're they're being passed even now in mm-hmm. 2018, and mm-hmm. it's primarily targeting you know people of color and people who are on the lower socioeconomic right, right. you know rank and sending them to prisons and overcrowding our prisons and right, right. yada yada yada. Right. But like. You know, someone not yeah. If you're getting into a relationship with someone, I think I mean I, I'm not HIV positive, so I don't know the whole protocol. But like, if you're getting into a relationship with someone, you want to of course have that conversation with them. But if you're having a a one night fling and you you have the conversation of well, are you on Truvada or are you you know when were you last tested? And you can have these conversations, and if it comes up, it comes up. But I don't know, I don't know. There are so many times I've had sex with people that maybe they were HIV positive, but I didn't know. 
and I'm not HIV positive now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, is that what is that sort of what the comments have been about? I think the problem with that particular post is just having any amount of a platform, and then the way I said it came across as a lot of guys yeah. who are HIV positive won't. You know, that's how it read. Won't yeah. tell you their status, and that's problematic to say that. So for me, yeah. with, with that platform bringing up that example instead of just saying have safe sex guys all around which is the message um and however that applies to you right and your partner mm -hmm. and so i did an interview series with an hiv positive follower about how he would like to be approached in dating and the issues he has so i like take those bad moments and try to flip them around and hopefully people have the patience to like (laughs) work with me in the page so we could get all perspectives instead of just pushing back against something that they feel is wrong having like an instagram fight i've learned to stay away from this yeah that's what you that's that's uh, I've learned to stay away from them too but like it's just interesting because as comedians I would say that when we try to have those conversations or even like bring up those subjects the dissent we get can be just so vile virulent uh, virulent and like I'm so surprised well and the comedian comes out on us and we just want to rip someone apart like we just want to be smarter with them with words right and I, I I tip my hat to you for being able to it's yeah. so, so tough to be like stoic. I couldn't imagine being a comedian and talking about those it's types tough of yeah. it's a tough because you really want to like just re- <laughs> you want to like it's like it's like having a heckler in the audience you just want to read them so right. hard right. just to like really tear them apart but mm-hmm. you can't because it's, it's like it's a waste of time mm-hmm. you know yeah let me just get your thoughts on something real quick Yikes. have you seen the billboards for squirt.org <laughs> no what no, does I that mean seen those either I don't think sure you have have I? Yes. Yeah, it's like I a, what like are a, they? Explain the biggest them. theme in Elliot's life. That's the right. Last, Wait, like... no. Explain them because many people haven't seen okay, them. Okay, great. So, because I, I really need your opinion on this. So, I put in L.A. Here in L.A., there are randomly a couple of billboards around for something called Squirt.org. Okay. Um, Squirt.org is what I think is a hookup site mm-hmm. um, with a name that I think is. Terrible, just, just across the cartoonish. board, cartoonish, and so it's just a gay the word squirt, squirt, exactly, yeah. and also like, isn't that like for women? Like, don't isn't the myth yeah. about squirt? whatever? Okay, so the, <laughs> and the billboard, it. the billboard is like, what women squirt? Ah, oh yeah, my that's God. true. That's so funny. Alan, you're being very no, it's funny that you, it's funny that you, you immediately went to like women squirt. They do. <laughs> that's what squirting. You know, this is. guy rails against the patriarchy, <laughs> yet here he is giggling at the, at I the think reference. You say patriarchy way more than I do. I do make point. fun of you a lot for yeah. saying so the, All right, so, like, this billboard is, like, the, the usual sort of, like, gay hookup billboard. It's, like, two guys in jockstraps, like, holding each other. <laughs> and it says, like, squirt. Typical Tuesday. Seriously. It's, like, every every manhunt, you know. All yeah, of yeah, those. yeah. So it says squirt.org, and then it says, this tagline is constant hookups. Oh. And so I saw that billboard and was, like, oh, what a bummer, like, Squirt.org is such a gross name, and also like the the promise of constant hookups to me in my life feels like oh that's high pressure mm-hmm. for me, high stakes. Yeah. The idea of needing Same. to want constant hookups where Same. I'm fucking all the time. It's a lot of, and work. then secondarily, I was like, if I don't get it, I'm I'm a failure. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's exactly how it kind of makes me feel. Like I'm failing if I'm not achieving that goal. But then I was also like, oh god, I hope everybody else doesn't look at this and think like. We all want squirt.org constant hookups or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I posted a comedic thing about it online. Yes, now I remember. Dragged through the mud. Why is that? Literally, like, hundreds of people articles were written saying that you were a homophobe, you were a monster. What did you say about it? He's not sex positive. Yeah, I think that was the general argument that you weren't, that you were judging people for their sexual practices. Which I'm not. Mm. I'm being, I'm a. 
comedy person, and I'm writing about, you know, I'm writing about how I'm the like, absurdity of a website called Squirt.org. Squirt. Org. Dot org? Yeah. Dot org? Like, yeah. that's for libraries. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, an so in a situation like that, what, what would you say about, like, Squirt.org? And what, like, would you, what are your thoughts, Lex, on Squirt.org? Squirt. Well, are like... you a member? <laughs> also, Not have yet. you ever heard of, literally, have you ever heard or heard someone say something about something called Squirt.org? <laughs> no. You're the first. Uh, ever, I think ever, for a lot ever. of people. <laughs> Isn't there a soda? Squirt? Squirt, There's yes. Exactly. <laughs> See, now that's, when not all women squirt, it's also a lot a of Howard Stern, so there's, a lot of, there's been a lot okay. of talk wow. about the myth of squirting and whether it's cum or urine. <laughs> <laughs> it's urine. It's urine. It's urine. Yeah, it's pre- it's pretty much. Pee-pee. Is it like is it like when you're getting like fucked and you feel like you're gonna pee? Is that the male version? No, 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 no. Oh. It's for women. Is it? Is it? But is it a similar situation where like they're oh. getting fucked and they feel like they're peeing, so they squirt Brent, a little Brent bit? Brent is fainting. Brent is gonna right faint. Can you guys phone a woman? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, how I feel about Squirt.org is um, probably not too many people are using it. <laughs> it's probably one of those you know seven people on it. The same yeah, guys with phone by some Russian jacked. company. Right. But yeah. they bought a billboard. They bought several billboards. Yeah. I even saw them in New York, in Chelsea. A lot of rich people have bad ideas that oh. they can advertise. <laughs> That's, very true. That's true. There's a lot of capital involved. Um, in those but things. I don't know what you said about Squirt.org, but I know that there can be pushback about sex positivity. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're just trying to be funny. That's um, it. Yeah. But, and that, and I think, but that answers Brent's point, I think, where or speaks to that point, where you're just sometimes, like, I think you're, you're lucky that you get such a thoughtful, <laughs> for the mm. most part, a really yeah. thoughtful yeah, crowd of sure. people being like, you know, p- lifting up what you do. And then I feel when I, when I at least put, you know, push it through a comedy lens, mm-hmm. I often get met with pitchforks. I'll yeah. say that I try to be funnier in the early days of the page. And yeah. with that, you have to take a viewpoint and, a, you know, huh. be, yeah. stick with your side. Um, and yeah. I would de- definitely get more pushback. And I thought that I was serving a better good for what I bring to the table sure. who is not a comedian um, to take the tone I do now and just kind of do positivity and just very authentic rants yeah um, and just but they're so well thought fun. out they're so Thank they you. really are yeah. <laughs> you say gay media is crumbling around us people dying our rights being threatened and the topic of the day being Anthony's underwear bulge Anthony being the hot guy from Queer Eye and you said not only that but if his apparent gift of talent is is cooking, why must he rise to fame by taking his clothes off? I support body positivity and going from twink to twunk, but I also support a media landscape where talented people who don't look like models receive continuous exposure, not just a compliance post once a year on days when we are supposed to honor the less commercially beautiful LGBTQ plus icons. Bravo. It's so real. It's so Amen. real. I'm con- my constant pushback, my constant reply when I see that shit is I'm sure Anthony's a great guy mm-hmm. but there are concentration camps in Chechnya mm-hmm. right now right literally yeah. <laughs> right now concentration camps right. yeah. yeah there's a lot of gay guys. bashing still and a lot of people that are murdered from Grindr yeah because they've met so a, some weirdo from Grindr and you have, countries, in my hometown. you have countries using Grindr as a means of mm-hmm. sort of luring men in to yeah. arrest them or yeah. beat them up or whatever yeah Lex we have to say thank, thank you, you that so much, much. Thank you and people should go to the problem gaze on Instagram and yes. follow immediately. Yeah. I just did. Thank you, Lex. Oh, thank, thank you for you being so here. Much. We love what you do and hopefully you and I can take a trip to Chechnya together. <laughs> oh my goodness. I want to go. I, I pack really well. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thanks, guys. And another thing. And another thing. 
I was going to say Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves because oh! I was thinking of the song. But what I want to talk about is underwear, <laughs> pajamas, and robes. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm uh, curious. When we talk about sleepwear or You know what's wear, interesting? So I'm a, I'm a you big have, guy. Every segment you start off with, I'll say this. I'll say this. You know what's this. interesting? Uh, I'm a big guy. I like briefs. Big guy? You're not a big I'm, guy. I'm a big guy in briefs. Uh, oh. like I'm, a, I'm a big guy. Who's suppo- I'm big into briefs is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Use your imaginations. <laughs> well, when you say big guy, yeah, I'm a big guy like a into man. Yeah, yeah, well, it's just say a- it, say it, say it. You know what? Say no. it. Um, I really like briefs, and I don't know if I have met a uh, a straight guy that's that's like wears briefs at all, except for really? my dad. And on the opposite end of that, on the on the upside down version of that, have you ever met a gay guy who wears boxers? Yes. Yeah. You have? Oh, oh yes. gay guy. No. No. Yeah. No. I have. A gay man who wear who wears Not boxer boxers. Not boxer briefs, but boxers. Yeah, boxers. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you guys, did you guys do did that thing? Did live in Russia? No. <laughs> no, it was in Missouri. I mean, it was, you know, it's- I'm, Well, Missouri. I've seen them all. How do you guys feel about the, what I call the lingerie of the gay world, which is to exist- <laughs> You have phrases for oh, everything. To exist. to exist and also yeah. Andrew Christian. These like- I mean, I don't, I, I'm, I'm such a Missouri cheap piece of shit that like- Target. I, Target briefs. I, if, if something doesn't come in like something three for $9, I'm not buying it. Yeah. Like, what about I, you? Yeah. Wait, Brent, what I mean, do you th- get? I mean, this bitch tooties herself too much to buy fancy it's briefs. True. It's true. It's um, true. Yeah, I'm not. I I will say I I used to wear American Apparel. Sure, you wore Uh, American Apparel everything for for a time. I'm wearing their hoodie right now, but obviously they they went under. So I this is this is actually a little embarrassing. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a I'm a slim guy, Mm -hmm. and it's hard to find. Adult briefs that don't look like I'm wearing my dad's, so I buy and wear children's briefs. And the best part is, whenever I buy, uh, usually I'll like buy a big package from like some store in the mall. Batman ones, and inevitably it will they'll show up, and there will be two or three that are so childlike. It'll be like there will be <laughs> cows on them or something. in your laundry. That I throw them away because I'm like to. this is too. This is too. They'll think I'm like a weird pederast. Wow. Or Wait, let me ask you: Are you wearing? Ch- are you oh, wearing, this bitch got a semi. Are you wearing? Are you wearing like kids XL? Yes. Yeah, kids. Yeah, kids extra large. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, I definitely. I. 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 My body is so smushy that like <laughs> I, I have smushy. I can't. I don't like anything that like restricts around my stomach really. So because yeah. I, I get like a muffin top situation. Sure. And and uh, uh, oh god, Uniqlo. That's the name. They had yeah. these underwear for years that didn't have like a waistline to it. It was like a <laughs> seamless waistline or whatever. And it was the best underwear. So I bought like <laughs> that makes me think of like a, a, a diaper or like yeah. like a hemp. I know like, it's true. Like a hemp it's, bag. There's, there's barely a waistline, and so and but it fits around my body perfectly because it's like. Stretch material. It's like a it's glove. really great. Yeah. And so I bought like fifty of them, and now I just wear so those. So how do they stay the on your body if they're, well, they're that stretch. loose? I mean, they're stretched, so like oh. they 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 just fit to your body perfectly. Yeah. They're the best underwear in the yeah. world. Well, I'll say that I have only recently started. I wore American Apparel briefs for yeah. as long as I can remember, and then at a certain point, I was like, 
oh, my underwear looks crazy now because it's just yeah, been worn for so long that it's so shitty. So I, I started don't understand to... spending a lot of money on underwear. Well, it's not a, American Apparel's not expensive. Was it's not like expensive 10, underwear. Bucks, yeah, which is a lot. That's a lot for underwear. For underwear. Really? Yeah. I mean, in theory, because you can get you can get a garbage bag full of underwear at Target. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like I can but get now... four for ten dollars. Well, I've taken. I like. I like comfortable underwear and have like. I kind of had that mindset of like, well, I'll just wear these because I have them. Yeah. And then it, they just got worn over time. Mm. And so now I wear- worn, Yeah, wor- worn with tootie stains. Yeah, with anyway, my, with my tootie stains, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, Brent's vernacular for having shit myself, <laughs> uh, which is not true, um, just for the record. So true. Nor with Alan, or unless you want to say it's true. I, I sharded before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe once a year. Yeah, I mean, I've sharded before. Yeah, I, I lo- by the way, I'm very skeptical. <laughs> Ellie's like, it's never happened. Uh, that it's means happened. it's happened. It's totally happened. It means it happened yesterday. Yes, it just definitely happened, but that not- That means you got tootie stands in your jeans. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, my point right. being that I have- I started wearing these underwear by a company called Me Undies. Okay. And they're like those silly mail-away undies. Yeah, yeah. But they're so fun. <laughs> and Wait, fun- A, why does underwear need to be fun? But B, what makes them fun? Well, the the patterns can you know I I usually go with a a regular color, but they do they they send you like r- they send them at random, like randomly. What uh, makes them pattern? fun? Though? The patterns are fun. I have like a banana pattern one. I have like planetary ones. So like when you're taking your underwear off and a guy's in the room and if he doesn't laugh at your underwear, are you like offended? No, I. I'm usually hiding, but... Um. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> lights off, draped in a sheet. That's Wait, when I remove... you also said in this one, um, pajamas and, and yes. robes. Brent, Brent and Alan, do you, how do you feel about pajamas and do you wear them? I'm not into pajamas anymore, but I, I've always loved a good robe, and I, I do own a robe. You do? I, yes. I own Then you wear around robes. the apartment. Uh, when it's cold, which it rarely is in this... In this Godforsaken town, but uh, yeah, I, I have I, I have several robes. You yeah. wear several robes, and I also have pajamas, but I don't really wear a lot of pajamas. I very much see you as a pajamas person. Yeah, I own pajamas. I do. What um, kind of pajamas? Like two piece? Yeah, like pants. I had pajamas and like, when I was a kid, and, and like a button up, and Me they're too. so good. They're so comfortable. They're usually like my travel clothes. Yeah, um, but uh, at home I have a I have a bathrobe for the shower, getting out of the shower. I have a bathrobe to sort of hang around the apartment, and then I have an extra cool one. Oh, that rope for help. getting out of the shower. Yeah, because it helps because it's, it's like, cold. It's cold and it dries you well, off. Also, H. Allen like, is a shave. Nazi when it comes to moisturizing. I am. I have. There's a lot that goes into keeping me. I'm <laughs> actually 104. Oh, yeah. You no, know, he has so many yeah. moisturizing, right? Like I do. There's a lot of body and me and hair and yeah. stuff, and there's just a lot of. I'm a drag queen. There's a lot of. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> right. body and me. There's I a body, lot of body and, and hair. No, but Wait, it, yeah. it takes a lot. I mean, it takes a lot. Yeah, when Michael, so my boyfriend Michael, when he moved in, he saw all of these like ointments and there's things. So many, and the amount I've of process there. that I do at yeah. getting out of the shower, and it is. I there's a lot of things, and he loves like he made fun of me because I have so many loungewear, like robe, like pajamas type things that yeah. I just like use around the house. Yeah, for sure. Different ones for different days, like different sure. moods, you know. Yeah. How would you guys feel just out of curiosity about wearing a one, an adult onesie? I'm all of, I'm having them made for me. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm I so believe. excited about this. But I mean I, with the, with the feetsies though. Oh, not with the feetsies. No, I want I, like I want like body suits where I never have to know what my waist is like ever again. Fair. So you're having one made for you out of what material, though? I, I went. We went and we bought material, so I'm getting a. There's a. Khaki, you got a mood? 
No, not mood. Um, we went downtown to Santee. Uh, oh. It's for the, the cheap ones. Um, I got khaki. I got like a... No, no, no. I'm talking about a onesie that's like fe- felt. <laughs> like what you wore as a kid, right? I never Was that wore wool? that. Oh, like a, a blanket sleeper? Yes. Like with the boots and shit? Yeah, that's yes. not a onesie. Is it? Uh, uh, Wait, do you have one of those? No, I'm just curious. I mean, I'm, I have I'm one. You're smiling. You... I feel like you want I don't. to buy I'm just, one. I'm just curious if you guys would ever wear one. I mean, I have no. a cat one. Oh, like you at do. Home. Yeah, and I wore it on New Year's. See, for me, lounging at this point as an adult and with a, you know, obviously a certain level of sophistication you guys can't understand. Of course. But to me, lounging is comfort. Yes. So it's a nice couch. It's a nice chair. Yep. I like jeans. I wear them, and I haven't n- stopped wearing them since fucking seventh do you grade. sweatpants or anything you wear at home? Nope. What do you sleep in? Even- uh, I I sleep in I sleep in my briefs. And that just your briefs, no shirts. Yeah. Oh, this bitch. Wait, wait. You don't. Oh. You wear a shirt when you sleep. You don't. No, I, I used to. Well, but that not is anymore. fascinating. Oh, see, Alan, I, what do you wear? I have to. I have to sleep. I have a shirt, and I have these like like old, a t-shirt. Yeah, and these like old school. I found I was I used to work at Gay Men's Health Crisis in New York, and there was like this box of like donated clothes. They were like, it's from American or not American Apparel. It's from uh, Urban Outfitters. Yeah. You can just take from it. And I looked through, it and I found these women sort of like. Pants that like they were shorts oh that God. went right below the knee, and they're the Bermuda most comfortable. Shorts. They're the most comfortable material I've ever had. They're like Shakespeare pants. I don't know how to describe them. I know like, you're t- they're Bermuda shorts. Yeah, but they like they 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 like have a thing or they go around my knee. It's re- they're really comfortable. <laughs> well, and so I, I wear those and a shirt and I no socks. I'm very anti socks. I'm anti. I'm only I only wear socks when it's cold, but I wear underwear and then I have to wear a shirt that has basically been tattered into a tissue. Same, same. Yeah, I can't. I need to breathe around my neck. I need to. Breathe but I also arms. stay like the next morning because I'm slow to get things going. So yeah, I, I do work and stuff. So I'm sure. in my I'm in my pajamas until like noon. The greatest feeling in the world is when it's so cold outside that you can wear socks to sleep, but outside no. of the blanket. I can never wear socks to sleep hmm. ever. It annoys Brent, the fuck out of me. Socks or no socks? Oh, I'm doing the ant thing right now. I stopped paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something we heard on the podcast today? She would say, why do you compulsively use an app like Grindr that makes 80% of people that use it sad? (laughs) Um, My aunt would say, American apparel, isn't everything made in America? (laughs) My Aunt Aunt Anne would say, remember when you used to put your underwear on your head? That was cute. Very cute. Well, for, for your man, that was very Terry Gross. Very yeah. cute. Very. That was very funny. Cute. Well, thank you. For Fresh Air, I'm yeah. Elliot Glazer. I am Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. <laughs> See you next time. 